All right, so going through the episodes that have come out so far in season four, going over the basic synopsis and going over the episodes that we've seen. Um, did I? Did my mic just cut out? No. Okay, I thought it did. My Discord went weird. I'm sorry. Okay, going back in. <laughs> it's okay. So I have them up in order, uh, based on the Miraculous Ladybug wiki. I don't think it's quite the correct order, but that's the order I'm going with. So starting that's out, okay. starting out, we have the two intertwining episodes of Truth and Lies. Mm-hmm. Which have you seen both of those? Yes, I have. Okay, so that's the one with uh, so it has Truth with uh, Luca and Marinette, and then Lies with Kagami and Adrian. Mm-hmm. Uh, and truth is where Luca finds out his dad's jagged stone, isn't it? Yes, that is. So they have that. It has um, both of their relationships that started at the end of yeah. the previous season fall out and immediately. <laughs> I will say, um, personally, I had a lot more of an emotional attachment to Luca's and Baronet's fallout than the other two. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I don't they put a I feel like they just put a lot more emotion into it. They did. It Kagami, you could tell it was more about social status and like you're perfect for me, I'm perfect for you, we're both elites. Like we can be the power couple. And not in like an evil way, just like a, it'll make my mom happy, it'll make your dad happy. It wasn't necessarily like a high stake relationship like Luca and Marionettes were. Yeah. But I think also Luca and Kagami took the whole I'm in love with someone else angle very differently. Yes, absolutely. Because Luca obviously was very, very mature about it, like we talked about, where we said mm -hmm. Luca was just way too mature to be yeah. on this planet. Because there are adults that yeah. cannot handle it when some people like someone else more than they like you. Yeah. Which is insane. And he was just <laughs> like, it's all right. I get it. And that was, like, that was it. There was no weird rejection, no, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, there were no circumstances where, like, she felt like she was in, a, like, a not okay situation. Yeah. Like, he was just like, I understand what you're going through, and I'll be here for you, but we can't do this together. Yeah. And then Kagami's was a little more hurtful, in a mm -hmm. sense. But I think... Hers is a little different because her social background is non-existent, even less yeah. existent than Adrian's, because Adrian yes. at least had Chloe. Yes. But she had nobody. She had nobody. So it's but she's not a people person. Yeah. But I mean that's not that's not her that's not entirely her fault. In fact, it's mostly not her fault. <laughs> that is very, very true. Yeah, with the sheltered with the sheltered life that she also had. Mm-hmm. And um and taking it honest a more realistic approach to it where it's like, oh, Adrian likes someone else more than he likes me. Uh I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Uh but at the same but still kinda goes about it in a pretty mature way where she's she like, didn't I'm like gonna push it. Yeah, she didn't try to attack Marionette. She didn't take it out on Marionette personally. And if she did, it was like a glare and then moved on with her day, which yeah. was something I really liked. Um, 
it like you know girls supporting girls we love to see that she was just like all right this is not for me i guess um next episode next episode was gang of secrets which was a pretty big episode <laughs> yeah it was that was the one with um after marinette the, the so far at the beginning of the season it's very like plot based instead of episodic like it usually yeah. was which is mm-hmm. awesome yeah so it's after she breaks up with Luca officially, and she's, like, really down about, like, I can't have a boyfriend as long as I'm Ladybug because it'd be mm-hmm. too dangerous. And her friends, her, the five girls, uh, Alia, Rose, Julica, Alex, and what's the other one? Maylene. Maylene, that's it. Uh, they all try to make her feel better, and she's like, get out of my life. Yeah. <laughs> Oh god, it hurt. It, that and hurt. they're all sad, and then they all get akumatized. Which is pretty freaking like... like that was I a mean, big akumatization, good sir. Yeah, like, that's insane. They do five at once. <laughs> as like, long as they're I, all touching the same object. I guess so, yeah. Um, and then, we also have a big uh, moment for Alia, where she was completely under the akumatization, but is able to snap out of it. Yeah, which is, we've never seen anybody do that by themselves before. Yeah, we've seen we've seen people reject the Akuma before they transform. Yes, we've seen Chloe but we've, do it. Yeah, but we've never seen somebody actually break their own Akumatization. Yeah, which like, is pretty awesome. It just goes to show how awesome she is. Yes, let, let's just let's just boost Ollie's ego even more. For real, like, she's awesome. We love her. And then, um, at the end of the episode, uh, Marinette finally reveals to Alia that she's Ladybug. Mm-hmm. And it just ends there. Yep. Which is insane. <laughs> yes. Sorry I was gone for so long. I burnt my mac and cheese. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> That's going in. I am putting that in. <laughs> Sorry I was gone for so long. I burnt my mac and cheese. Oh, no! <laughs> Anyway, we're just going, we finished, we already finished going through Truth and Lies, and then we just got to the end of Gang of Secrets. Do you have anything you want to add to Truth and Lies? My poor boy, Luke. <laughs> he deserves the world. Yeah. He deserves the world. And then Kagami also deserves the world. Like, she actually needs, she needs so much in her life. Like, I'm glad that Marinette and her are still friends. I very much. a very down-to-earth mm-hmm. person. And I love the the moment she has in this when we get to the episode, but she is so stoic and to a T, and it's great. I love it. It's so hilarious. She reminds She's... me a lot of Maud Pie from My Little Pony. <laughs> <laughs> sure. You say that reference that we don't understand. No, Coco does. <laughs> And we were talking about this while you were gone, but, like, she had no, like, really social structure other than her mom. And she, like, deserves to be able to make friends. And the only person who is kind of willing to take that extra step is this puppy dog of a human being, Marionette, who has (laughs) no idea how to talk to her at all. And Kagami's basically just entertaining her at this point. Like, 
it's adorable and I love it. And I love how she's just like, I will let this person drag me. It's around. literally like a cat and a dog. Yeah. Like the dog's like, we gotta go Precisely. do this. And the cat's like, I don't wanna do this. Why? <laughs> she is the little golden retriever friend. When she when when she gets to be the little golden retriever friend, I feel like that is when her best personality like shows up. God damn it. Play Dutch, just get off the key. Sorry, that was my cat. <laughs> Burning the mac and cheese. Cats are assaulting you. So my cat is sleeping like a perfect angel behind me. All right. And, well, she was, and then she decided to get up and go on my keyboard. <laughs> Any case, and now you were on the episode where Alia does the most amazing thing yes, ever. Yes, we talked become, about that. Honestly, like, we did. Number one boosting her up like exponentially Facts. she gets even more highlights later on but let's continue on to the next episode okay, so after gang of secrets it's mr pigeon 72 <laughs> which is fucking christ honestly, <laughs> if, I, if i'm being honest this is one of my favorite episodes of this season like i really i did like i really it. i like that they started off and they're like all right you've been akumatized for the 72nd time and we're all just cool with that like it's been like what two weeks and he's been akumatized 72 times Marinette acting like it's finals week, trying to find a solution to make sure these men can't get akumatized for the, like, 73rd yeah. time. Yeah, and this yep. is when she, uh, they develop the, uh, magical charms. Yes. People can't and get the, And the power of suit. Of, which kind of felt like a, uh, like, not a plot hole, but it kind of felt like you made this problem in the first place, and instead of just solving it within your story... You made a different problem to then solve it. I can see what you're getting like, at. Like, you, you could have chosen other people to akumatize, but you kept doing the same people, which is funny, but now you have to have your heroes, like, put a stop to that. So now you can't do that anymore. Uh, theoretically. Theoretically. I mean, we already know that he's gonna get akumatized again in the future because of the Monsieur Rat. Yeah, because of the, the, the future episode where Bunnix came in. Yeah. And it was hinted at the end when he saw the rat. He's like, you're so cute. See, I think that there's literally just going to be a point where Hawthorne's going to make a villain that's just like, touch the charm, the charm no longer works. I think it's just that simple. I, I believe there was like some sort of spoiler somewhere where uh, Hockey actually figures out how to break the charms. Yeah, like he could just make a villain that can do that probably. <laughs> Actually, I think he finds out that uh, Ladybug's been giving the charms in Gabriel Agrest because she gives one to Gabriel uh, to protect him from becoming the um, oh the collector. collector. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's like, that's oh, how shit. you're doing this, Ladybug. I found out your secrets, and I'm like, what the fuck? Oh god. Like no one can win. Not even Hawk Moth. He never except for, wins. Except for Alia. Alia always wins. <laughs> Alia, she. That's true. She always wins. She always comes out on top. So. Uh, the next episode that's on the wiki is Psycho is Psychomedian, but that one hasn't officially come out. No, yet. it has not, and there wasn't much going on it when I was scrolling through, you know, fandom feeds and stuff like that. So, and I think that would be more of a direct search on the wiki. Uh huh. I mean, it sounds intriguing. It does. It definitely does. I like the idea of it. <coughs> All right, and then the next one, another uh, another bit of a world building episode was Furious Foo. When we first oh, yeah. meet the monk from the temple. Yeah. The uh, the celestial guardian. That's it. I didn't know the official name, so I just I just put in the monk. That's okay. I'm trying to get better with the lingo, so I have it here. I'm like, hmm. So that was that was a bit of a world-building uh, thing there. And then Fu returns back to Paris with, uh, with the girl. With his lady. 
Yeah, I forgot her name, but that's okay. She's still a sweet lady. <laughs> uh, Marianne. Marianne, okay. We love Marianne. Uh, but other than that, was mostly just a little bit of world building, and that was it. Mm-hmm. But still solid. Uh, the next episode, the one that I can't wait to talk about, the next two episodes, actually, because they're kind of intertwined. Mm-hmm. Because the next two episodes were the first two appearances of Zoe. Oh, Zoe! yeah! <laughs> <laughs> So, we gotta talk about Zoe a little bit. Because <laughs> yeah. the next two episodes were Soul Crusher and Queen Banana. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Tell me you're running out of ideas without telling me you're running out of ideas. <laughs> exactly. That that Queen Banana episode was... I, I... Here's my thing. Chloe and Zoe, they're half-sisters. Yes. They're around the same age. Yes. Mom! Mom totally cheated on Mom. him. Mom! Yeah. You know, um, I never put that together until just now. Fuck! No, that was literally my first thing, because I come from a mixed family like that. So my first thing was, Mom! What the fuck? Yeah, like, either... no wonder! Because either she totally cheated on him, or she had a relationship that it basically ended with her getting pregnant, and then immediately yeah. meeting the mayor right afterwards. Yeah. Those are the only two possible explanations. So then that makes Chloe either the older or younger sibling. Yeah. Which, if you, like, and if you really, really deep dive into it, it's, it's weird. It's, it's a weird thing. And it's strange that they've decided, they're like, this is her. Like, not a cousin. Because we did the cousin thing, apparently, with Adrian already, so we can't do that again. So we did half-sister. Which just makes me really want to fight their mom again yeah Yeah. but out of out of all of this though i'm glad that being the half sister whatever half she got blessed was the good half (laughs) which is really weird considering that they share the mom and not the dad right which makes me think that it's not necessarily genetics and it's entirely how they're raised zoe was clearly raised very differently than chloe was yeah. Like, very differently. It's kind of weird. I think I want, I want to see more with that. I want to see more about Zoe's upbringing. Mm-hmm. Because, like, how do you spend that much time with your mom and I, that's not my end thing up like is, Chloe? I don't think she did. I don't, I think, Ma, I don't think when mom was gone, when we didn't see her those few seasons, I don't think she was spending time with Zoe. Probably I think not. she was traveling and doing her fashion stuff. Yeah, I think Zoe she was just at up like Zoe on the way back to Paris. Private school, and what ended yeah. up happening was is that uh, there were like you know quote unquote roaches in her closet or whatever. So then they sent her home, and then she got back to Paris and was like, "Well, I guess I'm here now." Yeah, and then was basically immediately shunned for uh, yeah for being related to Chloe, kind of like how uh, Adrian not- was. When, uh, when he first yeah. went there. Yeah, but at the same time, she also felt that she had to listen to Chloe like she was the queen and do precisely what Chloe said or be outed by her family. So it was either she had the choice between being outed by the friends at school or being outed by Chloe. So she was given this ultimatum, mm-hmm. and that's what caused her to get akumatized was this frustration between her family and friends. Mainly her family. Zoe gives me, Zoe gives me I was bullied up until recently vibes. Like, she, like, is just now learning how to stand up for herself, and it's because she has a support system now. Yeah. And I I definitely like how Marinette was immediately like, oh, you seem like a decent person, let's be friends. Yeah. And she didn't give up on her. 
No, she didn't, which was awesome. And that, I feel, is a better, like, that's growth for Marionette because Keep that it, she's related to Chloe. Right. Like, you'd think she'd want to give up. Well, that could be, that That could, has the potential to be a very relatable episode, though, if you have, if you have, like, that sibling that always thought they had control over you. Mm-hmm. Which, honestly, I had that. Mm-hmm. I had an older sister that thought that because she was older, she was always the boss of me. And then the day mm-hmm. I finally stood up to her, it stopped. I am the older sister, so I feel that. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it's it's just the position that we're constantly put in. But, like, they're both single children, you know? Yeah. Like, they like they clearly know of one another and... But, like, that's kind of, like, the... Like, they didn't grow up together. They don't have that kind of bond. It's also the sense of, like, because of uh, Chloe being jealous of the fact that she never got to go to New York. Mm Mm-hmm. And Zoe got to spend all of her time there. Yep. So I think, in a way, Chloe also just was jealous Mm -hmm. of the fact that, like, Zoe got to go and do this. Absolutely jealous of Zoe. Zoe is, like, prettier easily like, not in, like, a, like, this character's prettier than this way, but, like, Chloe wears makeup. Zoe just kind of throws on what she's got, and she's comfy in it, and she looks cute. She makes friends easier. She, like, probably does a lot of stuff easier, and I easier feel like and it just comes to her easier. So, all 100%. Of what Chloe could have been. Yes. 100%. Honestly, it's what she should have been. Right. It is. Then the writers and fucked the problem up. is, we know it's not Chloe's fault. Yeah, but no one has stopped her. Yeah, because it's one of the things. Because it's like I like Zoe as a character, but she's so unnecessary. That, that is that sucks. is valid. That is a true point. That is a true point. Yeah. Also, can we talk about the little hair dye piece at the very end there? I feel like that's just screaming, "Hey, she's gonna get involved with Luca." In my honesty. Oh, heck yeah. But I shipped that harder than I've shipped anything. Honestly, same so though. Because she's such a I sweetheart. And I feel it. like Luca deserves the I world and an utter sweetheart. They would adore each other and listen to music together. And like have a great time. And I love that. Yes. Right? Color on each other's shoes. Heck yeah. Hell yeah. Right? We love these little nerdy alt kids. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nerdy alt kids. I like Next that. <laughs> Oh, but I also gotta make another note. Uh, in Queen Banana, Zoe does get the Bee Miraculous. Yes. So we gotta confirm that. Also, another big note that uh, Chloe is, she is also them... insanely jealous of. Zoe, oh yeah, Zoe. Zoe's given the Bee Miraculous. Yeah, Zoe's given the yep. Bee Miraculous, and of course, Chloe was like, "I'm all, I'm the only one who could be Queen Bee." But it's like, mm-hmm. you know. And then can we also Chloe being uh, who she is? It gets to me in a very funny way because from now on, anytime somebody says that's ridiculous, my innate response is just to go utterly ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Oh utterly God. ridiculous. It was oh, inconceivable. I was, <laughs> I was doing that for a week, and my partner was like, "If you don't stop that." <laughs> I, I might leave. Like, I might pack up and leave. And I'd go, that's ridiculous. Utterly ridiculous. And he was like, I am not joking. <laughs> you gotta stop. <laughs> All right. What's the next episode? Here we go. Gabriel Agrest. That's the next episode. I haven't seen this one. 
This Tell is me. where the Seni monster theory comes in. Oh, so this the is Seni where Seni monster from. theory when Felix finds out that Gabriel is Hawkmoth. Yep. Oh, okay. Interesting. So there's like this um, mm -hmm. high tier shuarwe going on at the mansion. And of course, Marinette has a devised plan. This is also the episode where we get the art of Knight Marinette and Princess Adrian. Oh my god. Yeah, literally. It's like Sleeping Beauty, <laughs> and Marinette is in the, the armor with the, the sword, and Adrian's in a dress, and Gabriel See? is, um, what the fuck is the evil witch lady in Sleeping Beauty? The dragon? I forget her name. Uh, the, the evil queen. The evil queen. Maleficent. Maleficent. Thank you. And Gabriel is literally Maleficent. Oh my god. You gotta look it up, like, right now. Go onto your, your Google pad and just... Yeah, I'm doing it. <laughs> but this episode, Felix figured out in, like, three seconds who Hawkmoth was. And Gabriel did everything oh he could to try and make it so that this kid could not figure it out, but he failed. Also, Felix rejected the power of Hawkmoth because he was going to get akumatized. And he rejected it. And everybody He rejected it? Yeah, he rejected yeah, it. He rejected it. That kid but is think, terrifying. I think he's now the second person to reject it. Because Chloe did it first. Yep. This is true. And he did it, he did but it second. It wigs me out that Felix of all people would reject it because if anything, I feel like he would play into but it. That's so the, the fact that he rejected it just like he scares me. He but I think he wanted the control. Yeah, he likes his own power. Felix is, he likes power, but his own power, not somebody else's. And that's what he said when he broke it. He's like, I don't need your power. And then burst it out of the, like, it literally snapped the magic. And then he pulls off basically a button from his cuff or whatever it was, like the cuff of his sleeve. And, like, baseball slides underneath Gabriel and slices his <laughs> pant leg. Oh my god. And runs out the room. Later... When the real Gabriel comes back, because this was a senti monster that Gabriel had sent after Felix, okay? And Felix knew something was up. He was like, oh, no, this isn't Gabriel. I know this isn't real. And so he tested that theory by scratching the pant leg. Later in the episode, at the very end, Felix notices when he sees Gabriel, that's not the senti monster. The pant leg isn't broken. Uh, so he knew. He knows. Yeah. Another person uh -huh. who's way too freaking smart for this Fucking show. Knows. Yeah, seriously. That kid is like, like, what, like, when we first met him, what was his goal? To destroy Adrian's life? Why? What for? Entertainment. I, yeah. But why? Like, he's just, he, he yeah, and, what is it, Lila? They are the wild card. But do you, do you think, though, that Felix also could have done his act against Adrian out of jealousy? Maybe. Oh, you know what? I think so Felix because also not have a social life. Felix doesn't have a dad. Yeah. And Adrian just lost his mom. So up until recently, Adrian had both parents and a fancy house and a fancy life and all these, according to him, awesome friends. But Adrian just got all these friends. But Felix so, is still without them. That's the thing. Is this So maybe Felix saw it as a, how dare you not be suffering like I'm suffering? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That makes so much more sense now. Mm -hmm. I mean, to be fair, when he first came, I honestly thought he was just going to be a pander to the OG fans. Yeah. Yeah. Of the, the anime trailer. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they brought him back again. 
Yeah. Just like, all right, where the hell is this going? Yeah. 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 But literally, like, after that episode, the entirety of the fandom was the meme of, like, you know how uh, it, it's uh, the Black Panther meme where it was like, get this man a shield. It was like, guess someone get this boy a miraculous. <laughs> <laughs> the entire fandom was like, he needs to be part of the group. Get him in. Yeah. He is smart. He knows what he's doing. But I see Felix kind of being that chaotic neutral bitch where it's like, hey, you know Hawkmoth's identity. Can you tell us? No. Yeah. What are you going to give me for? Yeah. Like, what's what's my benefit? Yeah, precisely. Like, and that's my issue with him is like, he would be a great miraculous holder. He wouldn't be a good superhero. No, he'd be kind of like an anti-hero in a sense. Like, he would definitely, like, he would know what was going on. And then once he figured out all of the identities, he'd sit back with the popcorn bucket and be like, this is hilarious. Like, he won't sit back and let Paris explode. No. But if there's a guy robbing the bank, he's not really going to get up. Right. <laughs> like, it's like, he's robbing the bank. The police can handle it. Why do I got to yeah, get involved? Let the cops get him. Why do I gotta get up? I'm comfy here. There's a cat stuck up in the tree. That sucks for the cat. It got up there. It can get itself down. Yeah, <laughs> like, that per- that precise attitude. And I can see everybody getting annoyed with that. But, alright. So, in any case, uh, Felix on the high rise here in Gabriel Agrest. But let's move on to the next episode. Alright, the next that? episode, uh, very much downgraded Mega Leech. That's the second malediction. I actually really liked this episode because for once I felt like uh, the dad was like standing up for himself, which like not great with like the trees and everything. Cause you know, like the whole point was climate change. But, like that he has his it. daughter okay. yelling at him. He has his uh, like the, the town is yelling at him. Like he's just got all these burdens and he just lost it. He just loses it. Which I'm surprised that he didn't crack sooner, honestly. Same. That's my thing, is I was like, this is what it took. It took teenagers protesting in the park to make you lose your shit. I mean, uh, to be fair, there was a Therapy. lot of pressure going on. So it's like... Oh no, absolutely. I, I like. There are times where sometimes the akumatizations are just more of like, you know, this is well-deserved. I would get akumatized in this situation, straight up. Like, Yeah. You know... Uh, wait till finals week. He'll have half the school system going. Kumatize half the students in all of like freaking Paris when finals week come around. The stress. They, they literally have like an emergency akumatization service. Honestly. And like w- what to do if someone in your near vicinity is akumatized. Also, can we talk like, about how this is definitely not America because the second that akumatization alarm went off, the teacher was like, okay, everybody go home to where you're safe. Fuck right, that. You'd right. be locked out of the classroom. You'd be lucky if you got to sit right. in your seat. You'd be stuck in the corner, under the desk, away from the door. The windows yeah. would be closed. That's And that's if you're in the classroom. Say you're in the bathroom. Right? You're fucked. All the doors would automatically lock. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. That's how you know it's not America. Also, you, how you know it's not America. None of the police are carrying guns. <laughs> They're all carrying batons. Yeah. Every time these fucking police come out, I'm like, what are you guys going to do? You're going you gonna to whack them to death? <laughs> I mean, they... going to give them a little bop bop? Their pathetic attempt at trying to arrest Lollipop Cat Noir. <laughs> Honestly. It's just a constant. The RoboCop episode? A RoboCop episode? Listen, listen, it's not the worst thing that they've done in this show. <laughs> it's, it's very true, but it was very early for me. That I was is like, fair. We just started this show. Oh, gods. All right. So, 
So no, the the Mega Leech episode, honestly, that one I kind of tuned out because I'm not a big fan of leeches, and I saw that giant leech sent a monster, That's and fair. I'm like, I don't like this. That's fair. <laughs> that is that is true. All I can remember from it was this was the episode where Multi Mouse or not Multi Mouse, uh, Poly Mouse, Poly Mouse came in, and Milen is an adorable cupcake. And I appreciate her in so many ways, especially how she has so many fears, but the way she, like, even helps Marinette is, like, it, it, eat with the fear thing. And it just goes to mm -hmm. show that even though you have anxiety, you can still do these really cool things. Mm -hmm. I really loved her, uh, her costume, though. It was super it, cool. It looked, like, it looked like a onesie, like, pajama thing. It did. I actually want a pajama thing of that. Like it looked comfy as fuck. Yeah. But I like. I'm so. I I really liked how she was able to do everything, even though she had all this anxiety. Because I'm sitting here like I am a ball of anxiety, and I know wholeheartedly if somebody came to me with a freaking superhero ability and was like, "Hey, you got to go do this now," I'd be like, "Fuck no! I'm I'm freaking out right now. I'm having a panic yeah. attack." And it's like, "It's okay. You're fine. You'll do great." With her, I think it also helps. Because if kids are watching this and they're like, I freak out like she does, but she's able to do this too because she can, she lives with the fears, but doesn't get rid of them. She just learns how to go with the flow with it, in a sense. Like, it's kind of an upgrade from the episode where she first got akumatized in season one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. the, the, the smelly wolf song. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that, and all that stuff. Like, it's definitely, like... It shows her character progression. Definitely. Mm -hmm. And we barely see her. <laughs> and then, yep. like, I think be her and Ivan being together, too, has definitely helped it, too. Because I feel like he is so supportive of, like, her with all of her mm -hmm. weirdness in the sense of, like, having badges to get over a fear of badges. Like... Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah. Her growth, even as a side character, is amazing. Like... Mm -hmm. We need more, like, of her in the sense of, like, the growth in all the other characters. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. All right. I think we touched uh, the Mega Leech. Moving on to the next episode. Guilt Trip. This was Oof. Julica being akubatized and Rose's first transformation. Rose. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Love her. I loved this episode. Send it. What do you got? I just, I loved the, the dynamic is Rose keeps missing class. She keeps having to disappear. Everyone's worried about her. And the only person who knows is Julica. So everybody surrounds Julica. Julica basically has no choice but to admit that Rose is very sick with some chronic illness and she's in the hospital. And then everybody starts being like super nice to Rose, which was something Rose doesn't want. She just wants to be treated normal, which was something that I loved. This super nice girl doesn't want anybody to go out of their way for her. She just wants everybody to keep acting normal. And then she finds out that everybody knows and she gets upset with Julica because Julica sold her secret and Julica feels guilt. And then Rose is basically the only one who's able to, like, fight off the guilt. Because Rose is, like, and I loved this, Rose is aware of what's happening to her. It's her struggle to go through. It's her problem, and she doesn't expect anybody else to carry that weight. But she didn't realize that she was putting stuff on Julica. And, like, she apologizes, and they get over it, and Julica gets better after being akumatized. Turning her back into uh, Reflecta. I think that's who it was. Yeah. And she like turns yes. everybody else into copies of herself, which is a crazy power. Uh, honestly, don't know how that helps anybody. It's a really weird one. 
like you've just turned everybody into copies of yourself but anyway then rose gets to uh what pigarella i think it is pigala she turns into she gets the pig the miraculous she gets the pig miraculous and she turns into a pig which is great because she's already pink and then she's pink again more pink love it um and that's kind of it like and all I got for that episode, but I love this yeah. episode because I love Rose. I love Julica. I, I I liked how it it brought forward that even though if somebody has a, a sickness or if they you know they're they're not feeling good or something, that you don't have to make a huge big ruckus about it. Like you don't have to mm-hmm. treat people differently if they have like a disability or something. And I think that's the biggest thing. And then at the end of the episode, everybody still uh, treats Rose how they once did before, you know, like, it, like Marinette took away the pillow, like, hey, she's not made of glass. She can live with the seat that she's been sitting in the entire year. Like, And I think that was good for Marinette to do that, too, because everyone else was like, was like, oh, my God. And she was like, she's literally not made of glass. Yeah. Like, she'll be OK, guys. Like it, and like I think Rose really needed someone to do that. Yeah, and then uh, just to like pull the plug on it. Bringing having that being Marinette had I think brought a lot of light to like Rose in the sense of like, oh, Marinette's such a great friend now. Like she's actually getting mm-hmm. on board with this. She started like she like she conducted the train to move forward. Of like, we guys, we can't just let's not yeah. do the thing that we've been doing. Let's mm-hmm. she's just a normal person. Let's go with it. Mm-hmm. Um. And then, of course, I, I also like how it helped Julika uh, with the guilt and that, you know, it's like realized that you can put burdens onto friends and other people without realizing it half the time. Um, and I think the hardest thing, too, with uh, when it comes to like high school students is you don't talk. You don't like communicate like adults have a hard time with communication half the time. Yeah. And it's even harder in high school when you have like not an understanding of your emotions oh yeah they're everywhere and you don't know how to communicate those you don't know what's going on yeah so at that point it's like you you get a little overwhelmed and julica's response to her like seeing rose in the hospital bed i think was really what triggered her in the sense of like i am so overwhelmed and i don't know what to do mm-hmm uh, especially with the thought of like even losing a friend or a love, whichever one you're mm-hmm. looking at it with. Um, and there's no one that she could talk to about it besides Rose. Right. So, you know, and then even then she doesn't want to like overburden Rose with it. You know, yeah. it's like if if one of my friends fell ill and it's like, yeah, I know I did. They, they, and they wanted somebody to hang out with and talk to, but they're like, don't tell anybody. I'd be like, oh. Uh. My guy, mm-hmm. you you could literally like you know kick the bucket at any point. I think this is something your friends need to know. Yeah, you know I think that having that conscience that that you know you knew about this and nobody else did is kind of a little overbearing, especially Absolutely. for a teenager. Absolutely. So I think this is one of the first episodes in the series where they go into that kind of topic, isn't mm-hmm. it? Because I can't think of any other episodes where they actually go into, like, serious real-life scenarios that are, like, relationship-based. So, you, just to, like, keep on this topic, because we're running with it, uh, Annie, earlier you mentioned that, uh, the, a lot of these episodes weren't, were, like, more plot-based. 
Yeah. Uh, I looked into it. It turns out that the last few seasons, they've had, like, kind of random writers writing random episodes. Yeah. And then kind of, like, putting them into whatever order they can make them. This season, they have had the same team of writers working on every episode. Yeah, and it shows. And it does. It really does show. It shows that, like, everything, like, follows through. Like, you don't necessarily have to watch each episode, like, one after another. But the writing's getting better. The plots are getting better. The subject matter is getting heavier. The one big yeah. thing that they need to work on is the release schedule. Fucking right! Again, yeah. We're getting episode five of this season out at yeah. the end of next month or whatever. Yeah. Five. Yeah. yeah. So like, there definitely needs to be more consistent schedule, more consistent... I like, mean, I... Like, the thing, too, with scheduling as well is, is my question is, is what is going on in post? Like, what is going on in the system where all of this is going wrong? Who's in charge of this? Because as far as I'm aware, when you make shows, you have an entire team of people making sure you're doing this shit right. Who did they hire? It takes them six months to do one episode. Exactly. But I'm saying, like... Which is... Usually before you put out a season, you have a stockpile of the episodes already made. Precisely. The other the other thing on top of that is though, like after they make the episodes and they sub them, they then have to go and reanimate the mouths to the dub to match them better. Slightly, yes. So, <laughs> except in season one when Alia was talking with her teeth. Yeah, some episodes it's much more obvious than others. But you but and I get it's just mm, it is you have I, an entire team of people for that. Yeah, like that's the thing. Is not only that, but you guys have a deal with Disney. You could be outletting their resources. I don't know. It's it's all a mess. It is. Let's just leave it at that. It's yes. all a mess. It's all right. A mess. Next next episode. <laughs> next episode. Croco duel. This is the oh my god. Fucking episode. <laughs> but we gotta talk about the uh, real issue of how the fuck old is Luca? God damn it! <laughs> yeah. This is so infuriating. So as we figured out earlier. Luca was originally two years older than Julica. Yeah, as he looks. The writers have decided upon themselves, because they are gods, that they are now twins. I don't even, I don't, like, are they going to age down Luca or are they going to age up Julica? But then that doesn't make any sense because she's in the same class as all the others. Yep, so they have they have to age up everybody. <laughs> either put Luca back in school or give us an explicit reason why Luca's not in school, but Julica May- is. Well, like, even if they just said, like, oh, he just goes to a different school. Fine. He goes to a different school. That's great. That's all we That's- need to know. Precisely. Just give us an in-universe explanation about why this is weird. Like, literally in one of the episodes, he's delivering pizzas. And I'm like, okay, so this kid's got a job. Yeah, he's got a job. But he's not in school, but he's Julica's age because they're twins. Right. Maybe he got expelled (laughs) for not paying attention in school. I, here's what I think. (laughs) I think that they made the Jagged Stone arc, which we all saw that coming, I'm pretty sure. Oh, we saw that a mile away. Yeah. Yeah. Like, even my partner walked in and he was like, and saw them on the screen together. And he was like, that's his dad, right? I was like. You haven't even been in here. How did you get that? You've been Dude, here for was, and he's like, color schemes. It's more obvious like, right, than Marinette sir. being Ladybug, all right? For real. Like, it was very yeah. much like a, a very good, like, very, we saw that coming. I think they just didn't know how to explain why this hardcore woman would leave Jagged Stone and then go back and have another child 
two years later and then leave him again and then not tell the children. Right. They couldn't come up with a good universe explanation for that. So they said, fuck it, let's make them twins, same birthday. It would have made more sense if these guys were the (laughs) half-siblings. Precisely! Which would have been fine, because honestly, up until we're recording this, that's what I thought. I thought Julika and Luca were half-siblings. I thought Julika had a different dad. But definitely the half-sibling thing, because, like, I was looking at them, and I'm like, they kind of don't even look similar, except for, like, the hair dye. Which, hair dye is a cosmetic thing, not a genetic trait. Yeah. So I'm sitting here going, well, maybe what happened was, is that she had the the hair dye, or he, or Luca got the hair dye, and then Julika was like, that's badass, I want that done too, so, you know. Which I could totally see them doing, but once again, in-universe explanation for what the heck is happening. Fair, but at the same time, I feel like, yeah. again, you know how, like, a kid, when they get, when they want something, they grasp at straws? I feel like yeah. that's what's happening with this show, is, is that they have so many plot holes, and they're like, shit, where are the straws? <laughs> For real. Like, just sit down, look at your plot, fix what you can, and just move on, all right? You've got us this and long. It, like, We're still here for Even it, if they so. can't think of anything, even if they can't think of something, I feel like that's, for them to just say, listen, we didn't think that you guys were going to so dive, dive deep into this storyline of this character. We don't have anything. Yeah. We don't have anything. We couldn't think of anything for this character. We're sorry. We didn't think that you would go towards this character. They were just a side character. But if you guys think of something, go right ahead. You know, that that's not a shame to say, you know, like, uh, don't JK Rowling this. Where does the poop go? Like, please, if you just dude, freaking if if you don't know, you don't know it. Yeah, it's as like as far as world building goes. It makes sense that, like, we're referencing her because there's so many plots, like you've said. There's so many plot holes and they could just, they could, they could sit down and they could fix it. And if they can't come with an explanation, like you're saying, just be like, fuck it. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I have no clue what I'm doing. This man does not do that. No, no. Yeah. Like he's doing, again, he's doing the JK Rowling thing of like, we need an answer for everything. No, no, you don't. So in any case, let's move on to the next episode. Well, also, we also got to point out real quick, this is also the episode when Julika also gets a miraculous... Oh, it is? Tiger. Yeah, uh, yeah, Purple Tigress. Oh my god, that's right! Yep. Purple Tigress. Okay, yep. her her power is literally just full counter. Which is funny, do you know what it's named? What? Clout. Oh my god. Yeah, it's Clout. It, it's named Clout. It's literally full <laughs> counter. <laughs> oh yeah have you seen seven deadly sins uh annie i have seen all of that i have not it's my favorite thing okay my favorite totally off topic but my favorite part of that show is oh you don't know about my secret power well guess what you don't know about my secret exactly power. okay so to, to, to help annie here one. so the main character meliotis all right has a power is magic power a lot of the characters have magic powers but his specifically is called full counter which means any magic ability launched at him should he hit it with full counter reverses back at the caster who casted that attack back at them it reflects it like a wobbuffet yes okay Mm -hmm. and um literally that is what is happening with clout is full counter the best part about it is the voice actor for meliotis is cat noir (laughs) (laughs) any case so purple tigress uh yes loved it i also liked her outfit hers is is cool 
Alright. So, the next two episodes are probably two of my favorites. But the first one is Optigami. Yes. That's the one where uh, Gabriel and Natalie actually use the information they got from the season <laughs> three finale. Right? And they tried to do something with it. <laughs> Took them long enough. Jesus Christ. Yeah, you only reported your own your own surrogate stepson and ruined his whole fucking life, Natalie. But go off! Use that information! Ah. Go ahead! Well, it was uh, the information that they got from season three when they gathered together all the Miraculous holders. So they learned everybody's identity. Except for two. Yeah. Well, I think they could have easily deduced who was who. Well, no, they already- they knew who Kagami was from- her first episode when she was I'm, I'm talking because it was obvious. I'm that talking it was her. about the two main characters. Oh, I thought you were talking about Nino and Kagami because they didn't have their miraculous. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> but yeah, so they find out everyone's identity, which at that point you would think that Marinette would have been smart to be like, none of these guys should get these miraculous back. And she still gives them their miraculous. Which. <laughs> <laughs> Which is dumb because she's removed other people from being miraculous holders because of that very reason. Exactly. Right. She's such a hypocrite. She is literally the biggest hypocrite in this entire thing. And I get it. It's because, like, somebody told her the rules and she's just laying down the law the way she sees fit. But this is dumb and I hate yeah. it. Yeah, no. <laughs> I yeah, that... That was annoying. Don't get me wrong, I do believe something has to be involved with probably the fandom or maybe even the fans getting involved in this one where it's like, oh, now we won't be able to see our favorite heroes ever again. So I think that might have something to do with it where maybe people were kind of upset how their identities got revealed and now they're never going to see, you know, Vaporeon again or they're never going to see uh, Ryuko again. You know, so that might have something to do with it. I'm not entirely sure, but it like in a, in a, in a perspective of like, when you watch superhero movies, when somebody figures out your identity, they attack your family. And that's exactly what happens in the yeah. next episode. Exactly. Yeah, precisely. Because you know what the next episode is? Senti Bubbler. Exactly. Mm -hmm. that, that, oh my god. Hold, all right. You know what? Octagami was great. They had a good idea going. Also, this was one of the episodes where Cat Noir was kind of outed. Like, he wasn't really needed until the very end. Cataclysm, the freaking miraculous. I felt mm -hmm. bad for him. Like, literally, I did the too. entire time. He's like, how the fuck do I get in this building? And then he finally finds a way, and they're like, yeah, we didn't need you. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and then that's... See, that's my biggest problem with, like, Alia being on the rise to being a really good Miraculous holder. It's bringing Cat Noir down. It really is. And not in the sense of, like, purposeful. Like, I don't think she means to do this at all. I just yeah. No, it's entirely accidental. Yeah. So... But it's still, it is still her fault because, and you and I have discussed this, Chibi, outside of this, but, like, she needed to be honest with Cat Noir. Oh, yeah. Both of them did, and they haven't been so far, and it's gonna, like, I haven't seen any of these new episodes, but I just know it's gonna lead to problems. Oh, it really much so is, yes. Mm -hmm. Heartily yeah. agree. Like, we're gonna get there. Like, mm -hmm. let's continue down the list, and I'll tell you the problems that we're gonna be getting into. Don't worry. Like... It's it's gonna like it, and I like once again. I thought we covered this in the New York special, but it's not transferring over. Which fine, I guess. But she needs to be able to trust Cat Noir, and I mm. get it because she doesn't see him as someone who can be trustworthy because he's not super serious all the time. But that's because Marionette needs to loosen the fuck up. See, okay, well, Ladybug needs she... to 
loosen up a little bit right Just loosen the reins a little I think bit what we're getting at is like because here's the thing this is that oh she doesn't trust him oh she doesn't trust him no i don't think that's what it is because in one of the episode spoilers that we had there's a moment where she's talking to cat noir and he's like what is the thing that you're not telling me and she's like uh and then she responds with what's been translated as i can't tell you but it's enough to get me akumatized hmm. so i don't and then there was another line where it's like i'm not doing this because I uh, are like, I'm doing this to protect you sort of thing. So I think it's mm -hmm. not in the sense of I don't trust him. It's more of she doesn't trust Hawk Moth. And she oh, hang on. Sorry, my cat's going to break. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. So, I think we've established now that I have the most well-behaved right. cat out of the three of us. Give it time. Oh, come on. I have to hold this No, up. my, my cat is an angel. It's not sniff time. In any case. <laughs> um, Get up, dude. So, Jump. the way go. I would see it Jump. as is she's not trying to... It's not distrust. It's more of protection. And it's more of like what he doesn't know won't hurt him. Well, it's... I think we need to talk... Because you said it's not about trust. Because she trusts them both plenty. But she trusts them both with for different reasons. Right. She trusts... Cat Noir to like always be there to help her uh, defeat Hawk Moth's baddies, and she trusts that side of him. However, with Alia, now that Alia knows her secret, it's di it's a different sense of trust because not only is Baronet because with with Baronet telling Alia that secret, she's now trusting Alia as a person to keep that secret, and then with Senti Bubbler, that becomes basically the pinnacle episode where Alia can also be trusted as a superhero. Right. Thing is, Marionette knows who Alia is. She knows her secret identity. Alia knows who Marionette's secret identity is. Like, they know each other's superhero identity. Oh, and Alia also know each other's secret identity. They have this level of trust with each other and their relationships are much more trusting. Right. has no idea who Cat Noir is, and Cat Noir has no idea who Ladybug is. Nobody knows who Cat Noir is, because unfortunately, as is where Marinette has the ability to tell somebody, Adrian does not. ...saying within their relationships of each other, like within relation to each other. And Marinette are best friends. Right. Doug and uh, Rena Rouge, or is it Fox? I think Rena Rouge is the Fox. Yes. Yep. So work together because a they're best friends and b they have a level of trust outside of being superheroes right. Cat and ladybug do not have a level of trust outside of being superheroes to one another right. exactly yeah. they know who the other is on the one hand while like as far as we've seen it's good for them it protects them that really does play into this trust level or puts everything into his relationship with ladybug everything yeah no, he was just hard like what the one or like... two times if he's done it it's been because he didn't want to disappoint her or upset her there was always a reason for it right well like keep stuff from him all of the time stuff he should know like the miraculous stuff stuff that he should be aware of yeah because like the show is literally named miraculous tales of ladybug and cat noir it's not tales of ladybug Arr. it's like literally like he is 
I don't even want to say it in the sense of like number two, but like, you know how like you have a CEO and then you have like a co-CEO? They are both CEOs. Partners. They are both the CEOs of this company and they need to freaking run with it together. Like every single thing that Ladybug knows, Cat Noir should have at least a hand in knowing. Not everything, but like at least some things. Double whammy because she expects Cat Noir to trust her, but she's not being honest with him about anything. Isn't all this responsibility on herself, which means she's not giving any to him, which means he can't prove he's trustworthy and he can't prove that he's not just some guy who can use cataclysm. Right. Yeah. Like it, it's it's a proof thing in a sense, but like you can't if you don't give somebody the chance to do that. Hasn't been giving him that chance. Right. And that's it. My biggest issue is as much as I love Ilea and I want her to grow so much giving the stuff that she should be giving to Cat Noir to Rena Rouge. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, in any case, we have a lot of episodes to go through and very little time to continue. So let's go on to the next episode because we can do episode breakdowns in in uh, separate episodes as well. But let's just just quick synopsis of what we've what we've established in season four. Okay. Uh, next episode uh, is Glossy Eater two. That's the big Mary Cat one. That was a huge Mary Cat one. Like, everybody was so hyped for this one. But the main thing I want to talk about is how we got to see how upset it made Adrian outside of being Cat Noir. Like, he literally went to the park and cried. Like, instead of going back home and, like, made some sort of pun or did something to try and, like, lift his mood, he literally went into the park and sobbed by himself. I just feel bad. Like, I have no words. Was there, I just watched the episode before we started doing this. Just, I have no words about how horrible I feel for him. Because Alia, Marinette now has someone to talk to about her troubles and her problems and someone to help, to like, that can help her get through stuff. Adrian has no one to do that with. Except for right. Ladybug. But he can only do that as Cat Noir. Not as himself. And, then- and that's... Different. And then half the time, Ladybug's just like, shush, shut up, let's do the thing, and then leave. And it's like, really? Let's just sit down, have a hot chocolate, just talk. And then there was the whole couple of the year thing. Oh my god. <laughs> my favorite line. It's like, see, that one I was trying to break the curse, and that one, like, I don't know why that one happened, but we lost our memory. Oh my god, that one was so <laughs> And it feels so bad, too, because then she literally throws Cat into the trash like he doesn't fucking matter. And I'm sitting there, how dare you? That is animal abuse. Fight me in this one in court. I will win. Fight me in this one in court. <laughs> Get to yeah. the legal system. So we de- I think this one I need to let sink in a little bit more. And I need to finish like the last couple minutes of the episode. But I, God, I just feel so bad for him. Like, Same. the more we see of Alia and Marinette working together... The mm-hmm. more, the more horrible I feel for Adrian. Uh, same though, and then mm-hmm. not only that, but like even though Ladybug was like, "You need to stop doing all of this," he's literally trying throughout the entire episode. He literally goes around and starts cataclysming every single billboard, which, mind you, is actually I think, um, what is it called when you when you destroy something in public? Vandalism, which is yeah. actually vandalism. So in all in all like seriousness, he's literally going around and vandalizing all of these billboards with the kiss on it because it makes Ladybug upset, and so and now he's upset because of it. He's just a good boy. <laughs> he's the goodest. Boy. Uh, uh, all right, on to the next episode. We could go dive down deeper into this one on a different episode, but let's go into uh. All right, 
Haxom. That's when Alia is Ladybug, I believe. Yes, this is when uh, Scarabella, is that what it's called? Scarabella comes in? Scar Scarabella, Scarabella, it's one yeah, of those. Yeah, I think it's Scarabella. So I know she was excited to be Ladybug for that time, but I don't like how she spent so much of that time being distracted. Same. By like, oh, what's my name gonna be? Stuff like that. I'm like, I expected more out of you than you constantly being distracted by being Ladybug. I, like, there are some, like, weird character, like, continuities, because remember how, like, Alia was like, I can't keep a secret from Nino, yet she hasn't told Nino who Ladybug is? Yeah. Like, you're keeping a secret already as it is, why can't you keep the secret that you still have the Fox Miraculous? I just, I just it, it... It's, I think it's more of a, it's not my secret to keep, in that context, because when you've been with a partner, like, like my partner knows everything. Even shit he should know. He knows shit. Stuff that's not necessarily, like, it's usually stuff that has to do with me, maybe some other people. But, like, if my best friend's a superhero, I'm not going to tell my partner. If I'm a superhero, I'm definitely telling my partner. I, right, well. Well, no. Unless a little bug creature says not to. <laughs> a bug creature says not to, which in that case, I might flick the bug creature. But... <laughs> In any case, alright, so... I haven't seen this episode, but it actually, just from what you're saying, and because I, I don't want to go into a long thing, it doesn't surprise me that that's how Ilya, that's hearing that's how Ilya acts as Ladybug. Alia. Yeah. Yes, Alia, thank you. Um, it doesn't surprise me because, like, that's her hero, and if you got to, like, be your hero for a day, you might be distracted, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, honestly, fair. That is true. But, like, the main thing, too, is, like, how upset cat noir is okay and the biggest thing that happens in this episode is at the very end of it because that's when ladybug comes back and cat noir is at like sitting there at the edge it's the sunset it's a beautiful scene and the thing he's upset about isn't the fact that he there was a new ladybug holder it was more upset that he didn't know who ladybug's identity was so she just disappeared one day he'd never know who she was he'd never find her again and that's what hurt him more than anything. And then that's when Ladybug does like this signature like thing that the Phantom is in uproar about because of what happens later on. But she literally places her hand on his and says, I will never abandon you, kitty cat. And at that moment, he's just in so much awe, he's speechless. And that's where the episode ends. The thing that bothers me is the fact he's like, so I can't know your secret, but this other random girl can. Right, but that's the thing. He's not upset about that even. Like, that, like, it just boggles my mind, like, how that did not piss him off in that moment. Like, I'm sitting here going, I would be just, fuming. He was just, he, he was more slightly irritated because it just proves the thing that he's kind of been thinking in his brain the whole time, which is, Lady doesn't trust me. I remember, like, in one, I can't remember exactly what episode, but at one point, Adrian had said to Plague, it, when Ladybug starts getting more and more holders, she may not need, even need me anymore. Or need Cat Noir anymore. Which was foreshadowing for the end of this season. It's it's not true at all because we need Cat Noir, which was proven in the episode Infernal. But, but doesn't she doesn't see it that way. Right. Which that's kind of what's driving me nuts is she sees herself as because she's the guardian right now. Right. Yeah, no, she's guardian and lady. That's Bird. something Cat Noir is even aware of. At this point. Yeah, no, he's aware that she is the guardian, which is that that was the main thing that happened in that episode where the um the monk man came in, the the celestial guardian or whatever. Uh he came in and uh was basically like you got to give me the box 
because you're not a guardian and then she was like well then if i give you the box and you be the guardian does that mean i'll lose my memory and then that's when cat noir freaked out he's like if you lose your memory you won't remember who i am you'll forget me and then that's when they were like yeah no we're not giving you our miraculouses or the fucking box f you we're not gonna give this up so he's fully aware he also stated that he doesn't care if ladybug is the guardian as long as it doesn't change anything between them Guess what that is i think my favorite part of cat is that he doesn't need to be the leader he doesn't need to be in charge he doesn't need to be the one to save the day or make the decisions he just wants to hang out with ladybug and save the day right but then there's also even screen like screenshots and like things like that where like if you go back and watch like some of the newsreels where like ladybug's in the front and she's like talking to the like the news reporter if you look behind her in the background you'll see cat noir talking with like the victims of like the attack or something or something that have happened like there's a there's an image where ladybug's at the front and she's all bashful in front of the camera but cat noir is behind talking to a kid wrapped up into a towel sitting in an ambulance he's literally he's like yeah you go enjoy the the paparazzi i'm gonna make sure that this kid's actually mentally okay which i think that might be like well wait we can't deep dive again but like it yeah yeah oh he's he's just he doesn't need to be the hero you know what it is he doesn't need to be the hero he just wants to be ladybug's hero yeah I mean, I, I'm pretty sure he does enjoy being Cat Noir, but he definitely enjoys it more being Absolutely. by Ladybug's side. Like, Absolutely. Oh, anyway, moving on. Next episode. <laughs> uh, Rocketeer. Oh my this god! Is when, this is when Nino tells Adrian that he is Terrapace, yes. and Ollie is Rena and Rouge, they and they know each other's secrets. Because of Ladybug! Oh. The one where uh, Nino thinks that uh, Cat Noir has, uh, and Alia are kind of like a thing. Yeah. Uh, Alia yep. and has a crush on Cat Noir. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then takes it out of context and then gets oh, a Koopatai. Yep. But he does break it. He's the second one to do it now. Investigated and hurt his own feelings. He literally, like, he's in full Koopatization mode and then he breaks it just like how Alia did. So he's the second one to do oh. it. Yep, okay. I forgot about that. Yeah, this is another one I hadn't seen in a while. Yeah. Okay, so one th the one thing that gets me in this one, though, is the voice acting in this one. Because literally, Cat gets hit, a direct hit, from the, the, the rocket tears. Haha. <laughs> uh, but a direct hit launches him back into, like, a, 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 um, a bus. And then he gets pushed back into it, like, literally pinned in by the metal at this point. And literally, as uh, Nino slash Rocketeer is about to launch another one directly at basically his head, you just hear him very, like, hurt, say, please don't do this. And, like, the voice acting in that one moment just gets me. Like, I don't know what it is, but that one moment just makes me cry. Like, I, sh like, literally start getting, like, like teary-eyed. I could feel emotion in that one moment. I'm like, that is some quality voice acting right there. <laughs> also... Okay. So where Adrian is like Ladybug, what the hell? How come Nino and uh, Elia get to know each other's secret identities, yes. but we don't? Like the world yep. ending, and they know each other's secret identities. Like this is kind of at lame. the end of it. Uh, like Cat Noir is saying, like, don't worry, everybody has their doubts, even me. And he's like looking down, thinking about it. And I'm sitting there going, oh, he's doubting Ladybug. Oh, and it's like, here we go, here we go, here we go. All right, next episode. Here we go. Uh, Wishmaker. Uh. All right, we got to get through this one quick. All right, so 
Yeah, this one is gonna need a, a much bigger breakdown. Yeah, this, we're gonna have to go through this one on another chat, like another episode. But like, oh my god, quick synopsis of this one: Luca knows, he knows, but at the same time, this is the episode where he sacrificed his entire character for the greater good. All about truth, and then he tells a lie. Oh my god, ah, uh, so much to unpack in this episode. Uh, quick, quick, your thoughts, guys. What are your quick thoughts? It was cathartic in a way because I was like, you want to know what? At least finally a emotionally mature and responsible human being I've been going through. He doesn't have all the same info we do, but he has most of the outsider info. And I bet connecting those dots for him was just like, you two are perfect for each other. I don't know why I bothered. Uh, yeah. I mean, at that true. point, it's like it makes sense. And at that point, it's also very heartbreaking for Luca knowing and that like you two are better together. On his face, like you can see his facial expression, and it's a freaking cartoon. Honestly, like his facial expression just tells you because he's happy. He is like deep down in there somewhere. He is happy that he knows one day somehow these two are gonna get together that. probably not but these idiots are he look, there is no way luca has been dealing with adrian's shenanigans and marionette's shenanigans and none like these two balloons absolute idiots bunch of idiots like if if kagami ever gets on the level the conversation these two will have will be absolutely phenomenal honestly though <laughs> He did you did she ditch you when like you guys had dates yeah all of the time like their conversations would be like phenomenal it would be definitely interesting to see their interaction i uh, all gods he, and to know that he's just keeping the secret when his like you said his whole thing is truth yeah like hang on to that and it's something that would as we all know benefit everybody in the room but can't because he made a promise Yep. Reveal identities. He, he has to, like the rest of us, sit back there and hope that they figure it out. The, like, the entirety of the fandom has agreed that, like, if they were in Luca's position, they don't know if they would, like, cry, laugh, or scream. But most agree they would scream. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think my favorite thing, and I've been waiting for this since the series, and I'm only bringing it up here because I feel like it's relevant, is I'm waiting for Nino to find out Adrian is Cat Noir. Right? But, like, the big thing, too, is is that if that's the case now, but if he does, it'll probably have to be by accident, because if he tells yeah, him... Absolutely by accident. Which then means that I think another funny episode would be Nina, or Nino, and Alia having conversation and accidentally revealing the identities of their best friends. Oh, God. And then they're like, oh, my God. Those two idiots. <laughs> <laughs> like they are playing the hardest shipping games like so hard they've been trying so hard to get marionette and adrian together honestly like both of them separately together as a team like they've been trying so hard to just send that ship to sail two goddamn idiots all right as just can't keep it together for five minutes all right either one of them one of them has to goof so in any case, we, we can we can continue that topic on another date, but we got to get through more episodes. Absolutely.
I believe there's only two left. And it, uh, there's one I forgot to write down, but uh, the well, the little one was a simple man. That one was a weird episode. I honestly, I think that was more like a fever dream for me because I can't really remember what happened other than the fact that the children saved the day because Ladybug and Cat Noir yeah. were about to be defeated and the kids were like, no, you can't do that. And then they like stopped what was happening. I don't know how they did it, but I honestly... Why can't I just cataclysm the villain? <laughs> my favorite line. But no, my favorite thing that I remember from the episode, so they have the kids watching the anime Miraculous Ladybug movie. Yep, as like reference to what it could have been. When you hear it, you listen to it, you can hear the instrumental for Up Ladybug, which I thought was so cool, because that's like the one other song I remember from the soundtrack that they put out. Yeah. Because Up Ladybug was the first song on there, and I loved that song. A little Easter egg. Yeah, that was- that. I loved that little Easter egg. It was awesome. But, uh, yeah, that was mainly what it was. It was the kids saving the day. It was whatever. And then, uh, how do you pronounce it? Ephemeral? Uh, Infermal. Infermal. That one was the What If episode, and there were no repercussions in that episode. We'll dive deeper into that one, because that one is a whole bag of worms, and whatever you want to call it. Can of worms. Yeah. Bag of beans. Whatever. But the main thing that happened in this one, it was a What If scenario. They revealed their identities, and the end of the world happened. I said it once before, but Adrian in slash Cat Noir is the literal catalyst to the end of the world. Pun intended. So... God, this is awful. I know. But literally, it like any which way it were it like any which way you go, try to reveal the two of them. The main thing that gets me in this episode is when does Gabriel care enough about his son to go visit him in the night? That's what caused this. He literally found out Adrian was Cat Noir based on him going like opening the door to his son's room and then Adrian going good night, my lady, and then hanging up his phone. I completely forgot about. Is that. my running problem with this. The world will end if your secret identities are restored. Because it is never once like, oops, I accidentally cataclysmed the entire planet. It's my parents and stepmother by association don't like me, so they punish me for existing. Yeah. You just found out your son is a holder of the miraculous. Grab him and take the piece of jewelry. Salt. <sighs> Don't go after your own son. It's so fucked up. Only yeah, son. it's it's extremely fucked up. And it's just like the, the entirety of the character is so messed up in some way because like even in the episode where like Adrian's crying in the park, I forget which one that was again, but literally Gabriel was like, oh, I sense an emotion. And then he transforms and then like sends out the Akuma and he's like, wait. It's Adrian. I can't akumatize my own son. And he thinks about it for a hot second. He's like, but can I? Am I the drama? I don't think I'm the drama. Yes, he is the drama. <laughs> but in any case, he had to think about it in that episode. But in every other, like, what if scenario, he's just like, yeah, no, whole full send. In the freaking cat blog, he kicks him halfway across Paris. And then yeah. in this, uh, in Infermal, he literally is like, you need to come see this right now. And then he corners him. And this is also the episode where we kind of get a glimpse onto the uh, senti monster theory for Adrian. Because every single time Gabriel, like, twists his the ring on his finger, uh, Adrian conforms to, like, Gabriel's, like, desire of, like, saying, go do this. Like, yeah. his choice or, like, his free will suddenly seems to diminish immediately as Gabriel twists the ring twice around his finger. He even does it when he's transformed as Hawk Moth or Shadow Moth. And 
Adrian, that's how Adrian got akumatized, just because he's like, no, 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 I don't want to do this, twists the ring, whatever you say, father, and it's like, oh my god, like, what? Are you telling me this boy's been a feather this whole time? I only have to do an episode yes. about that, because I, like, I, I feel either yeah. way about it. I'm like, it can, I, like, I've seen enough stuff where I'm convinced where it could be, but I also haven't seen definitive same, enough proof. Same, like, Okay, yeah. but in any case, like, Infernal's going to be an entire episode on its own. Let's continue to the next one in the season. Uh, I think that's it, of all the ones that I've seen. Okay, I do know that Kuro Neko is about to be released, and I did want to touch on that one real, real fucking quick, like five minutes max. This is February yes. 19th. So it's literally, uh, that's the English version. That's when the English version's going to come out, but the subversion that we're going to all basically be watching on like separate parts illegally on youtube <laughs> is uh uh the 28th of this month so it's going to come out in subs on the 28th of this month and the entirety of the fandom is hyped for it because this is when we get catwalker for once they came out with a hero design that we don't know who's under the mask they're getting better i also would like to argue we haven't the only character that we've seen that even looks like it could be this character is Felix. right yeah and so give them too much credit well like that's the thing is like a lot of people are like would be a new they're like yes no it definitely either has to either a be felix or be adrian but then the theorists are like well what if it's like luca or what if it's uh somebody from the future like it could be like the like people were pointing out about like when marinette was having her little like daydreamy things and she was talking about three kids with adrian one of the kids was named lewis and had a little green tuff of hair on his head they're like nani and i'm just sitting here going you guys are Wow, diving really deep into this, aren't ya? But <laughs> in any case, there are so many theories based on it. And the main thing that's getting me is, is that there is a love-hate relationship in the fandom with Catwalker right now. A lot of people are like, I really like his design and his concept, but the reason why he's here upsets me. That's that's what I'm getting out of it. Is just that people either to our he's a threat to the ship. Right. Not only the ship, but to the fact that the way Ladybug has been treating Cat Noir recently is not okay. In the in the in the trailer, she literally says, or like like the news lady asks, "You've had a couple of episodes, or like episodes, you've had a couple of times where uh, you and Cat Noir haven't like Cat Noir hasn't been here for the fight. Uh, you two still partners?" And then she just respond, Ladybug responds with, "He's a partner like any other." Like all the others. He's just like any other partner. Yeah, he's just like which, any other partner. Wow. Which, no, that's not right. Fuck you. Okay. And that's when Adrian is just like this bitch. So then he, you know, transforms and goes to look for Ladybug. And then she's just like, you're in my way. You need to leave. And that's when he's just like, fine, I'll leave. Clearly you don't need me. And he gives up his miraculous. Yeah, because by this point, he's like not been told the whole truth. He's not being included in the superhero stuff. He's not included in the conversation like he's just literally been excluded and like literally when she says this to him she, he's so shocked he's so hurt like he gets angry with her and i'm sitting here going like yes this is development this is good like like no relationship Get for yourself Adrian. like and then he's like i'm done and i'm like no. uh, it's just one of those things but i'm hoping that at the end of this episode that we get some sort of like moment where it's not like ladybug does her sweet talk where she's like i'll never abandon you kitty or i can't imagine my life without cat noir and it's like oh he'll come back and he'll be fine everything's like sugar and, and spice everything's nice again no 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 no. i want cat noir to literally look at her and be like no i don't forgive you i don't accept your apology because what you have said 
contradicts what you have done. So until you show me action, I'm not going to believe a single word you say. Yeah. That's what I want. No, that's hard for him. It is because he loves her. But I, in, in the sense of like stupid love, not in the sense of in my mind, that's like <laughs> in my mind. I think Adrian doesn't know how to love because if the the only person by this point Adrian has experienced love from, we can assume is his mother. Right. And so I'm sitting here not very frustrated by this because no matter what, in relationships, you argue from time to time. Yes, you can get into fights. Yes, you can get into arguments. But then if you truly care about the person, you're going to come to terms and you're going to come together and you're going to calm down once you know that the, the heat is gone and you're going to be like, listen, I was an ass. I'm sorry. And here's why. And then try to do better by that. So I'm sitting here going, this needs to lead to some sort of change. Cat Noir literally, Adrian Cat Noir, him, needs to say to Ladybug, <laughs> I need action, not words. Like, she needs to show that what she is saying to him has backing up. Okay? To so the, far, uh, we don't accept apologies, just change behavior. Exactly that. I want her to have like the words that she said where it's like, I'll never abandon you, Kitty, or your irreplaceable cat noir. She's literally said those. Those are quotes from Lady Buck. Yeah. I want her to take those words instead of turning them into daggers to stab in his back to make it a way for him to continue to believe in her and trust her and to make it kind of like like a hold for like a hand for him to grab onto and be like, look, this is this is what you've said and this is true. So I believe you. So pooping on Marionette for a small moment. A man in a cat suit who adores you and is madly in love with you. And you can't talk to the supermodel who you're in love with at school. Go for the cat. Oh, look, they're the same person. Oh, my God. Right. Not only that, but like, I, I can't remember what episode it was, but she had said Marinette had said that if she never met Adrian, she might give Cat Noir a chance. Bitch, just give him a chance for being your fucking best friend. That's all you could do right now. You're you're not even treating Cat Noir like a friend. You're treating him like some sort of like side hoe that comes in every once in a while. Oh. And that's not okay. It's been you and him since the very beginning. You and him against the world, right? That's like literally the main fucking quote in this entire series. And you're treating like it was yesterday's lunch meat. No, I love, I, it's like, I love Ladybug slash Marinette. I do. She's a complicated character and she does need a little bit help. But wow, do I feel betrayed by this trailer. Um, the thing is, it could just be betrayal for the trailer, you know, for the to get us to watch it. I know, and that's the irritating part. In any case, that was my like quick synopsis. I can't wait to see this episode. I know we got to call it here because we have a delting stuff to do. So uh, <laughs> I'm gonna we're gonna say our goodbyes now. Uh, anybody who's tuned into our rant this first episode, everything, thank you for tuning in, and hopefully we will see you back here next week. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye.